Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Sean, I believe that you have now you have now returned. You weren't here last week. This this is actually you. Um, you that returned is correct. from a celebrated. I feel weird calling where you went southern, but a a south of the Mason Dixon line city. I wouldn't call it a southern city either. I'm I'm with you. Uh, but I went to Austin, Texas, and it was really cool. Yeah, I, I feel like both of you have gone to cool places recently, and I've been here in in. Virginia, which is, uh, I mean, it's it's fine, but fine. It's, it's, it's for a lovers. It starts with an F. It's for lovers, and if there's any one word that describes you, that I think that's probably it. A lover or fine? <laughs> <laughs> you choose. You choose. Oh, that's this is the world's worst choose your own adventure book. Oh, that's 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 pretty miserable. So, Sean, did you go to that barbecue place where you have to – Is that's, that's there, right? I think it starts with an F and you have to wait for like three hours? I did not go to Franklin. I had Franklin. a limited amount of time that I was there. Um, and as I think we've maybe talked about before, uh, Lifehacker does this thing where they solicit uh, tips from their readers on, on things to do and places to eat and places to see music and stuff in various cool cities. And they, the timing was great. They did an Austin one right before I went. Um, and I was going to visit my younger sister. Uh, and I knew that I was probably not going to uh, use one of my limited days there to wait in line for several hours for the chance to maybe get barbecue. Uh, also, they, they had just re, uh, recently reopened. There was a fire at Franklin, and they were closed down for a while. Um but I took the advice of one of their readers, and we went to a place called Cooper's, which is on uh, Congress Avenue. And Cooper's was amazing, and uh, there was like no line at all. Uh, it was perfect. So I would, uh, I would say that if you are in Austin and you want to try and and you know wait in line for Franklin, uh, that's cool. Do you? Uh, but the logic, the logic that this poster had was, you know, if you go most other places, like you're gonna get ninety percent as good, and you won't have to wait. And you're basically you're just you're waiting for that ten percent that takes it over the top from great to transcendent. And I, you know what? I'm cool with having really good barbecue. Yeah, I mean, you live in Virginia now, and as someone who's lived here my entire life, like. I think transcendence is overrated. You should really just go for fine, even better than fine, but in in limited quantities. So I think you made the right choice. Uh, but it sounds like you had an exemplary food experience. I and did. I, I think that Austin is known for the barbecue, as you just mentioned. Um, and also for the Matt, tacos. Yeah, go ahead. Also for the tacos. Oh, yeah, obviously. The, I the ate tacos, way more tacos is, than I ate barbecue there. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really important. Now, Max, you had something that that some find transcendent when you went when you went down under, 
Um, c- correct. Yeah, I had I had a few different interesting food experiences. Yeah, but when I think of Australia, there's there's one that I think of in particular. Um, Foster's. Is it? Well, <laughs> wait, is it Outback Steakhouse shrimp on the barbie? Outback Jacks. Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, not that one. The, wait, the, the, the hang on. really it, transcendent one. Wait, is it dingo meat? I didn't have dingo meat. I had kangaroo meat. No, I'm thinking of something that's, meat. That, that you could have actually brought back meat. with you. Maybe something that comes in a jar. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Vegemite. Uh, how was it? It's, um, gross. But... <laughs> But but people love it. It can't be gross if people love it. Um, yeah. It can <laughs> it's be. Gross. It's it's really, really vile. It has the consistency of I should have thought this one through. It has it's 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 a very dark, kind of grayish brown, and it's a spreadable paste. Mm. But it's thick. Yeah. Um what is the consistency? It's, it's I mean, sort it, of like Play Doh consistency, oh, but a little wow. bit more spreadable. It yeah. looks, I'm looking at a picture of it, and it looks kind of like partially coagulated motor oil. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Did a it good description. Like that too? It tastes <laughs> gross. You it's, think, you think you'd really be used fast. to that, given how frequently you get your oil changed. You just have a little taste here and there. <laughs> uh, I, uh, but, yeah. So, uh, the, the thing is, and uh, I kind of realized, you know, talking about Max, you had a very bad experience with that. Oh, it was um, fun. But, well, I guess it was fun. But it is something that, that people really enjoy. And, Sean, as as you pointed out when Max was celebrating it, what is actually in Vegemite, this coagulated motor oil thing? It's, so, it's made from leftover brewer's yeast extract. Yes. Yep. And according to uh, some other people, it tastes like either soy sauce, the, the salty brown sludge, <laughs> Uh, some people say it tastes like beer, and according to Google, it tastes like sadness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I mean, the fact that it has such a following, and it is made of these things that you're better left not knowing about, I think is, even though you didn't love it, I, I think is is laudatory. I mean, Sean, you mentioned tacos, and there are certainly taco fillings that I've had in the past that that if I looked into it, I'd probably be like, wait that's that's what animal um but nevertheless i am a fan of some of those those meat toppings and i think it's in some ways very similar to to vegemite which is you know this amalgam of 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 things you'd rather not know that you're then consuming yeah it's i mean i guess there there are probably places where people you know we're (laughs) talking shit about australian (laughs) australian food Vegemite specifically, but like, I'm sure someone from somewhere else looks at us and goes, "Those hot dogging weirdos." Yes, and and I think that that's that's really what we're dis- discussing today is oh. is there is there is also often a lot of national pride around your your area your regions amalgam of foods when if you if you look at the pieces parts to to you know kind of add to it the pieces parts it becomes really gross but. Um, at at the the finished product level, it's something that is really enjoyable. I, I mean, I I I like hot dogs. I'll, I will give me a hot dog. To consume my raccoon anuses, thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't. Seventy think that's hot dogs what... per person in the U.S. each year. So wait, but so Zach who... Thomas brings that up, like you know. 
Right. I was going to say who, based on on that average, that means for the number of hot dogs I eat in a year, most likely that there's someone out there eating 136 hot dogs. Yeah. Well, Joey Chestnut does that in a day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, but there are, we got a lot of people, point. man. It's true. We got a lot. There of... are people that are. It's, it's it's a very affordable sustenance. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that's a really good point about these. I mean, Sean, you are from New Orleans. I'm sure you can recount for a whole episode just just foods that are these amalgams that are uh, really popular, and they're based in being affordable substances that people could eat. I mean, oh I'd like, for instance, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, is really well known for pork ear sandwiches, Ooh. which. Which uh, it used to be that they um, they were like the pork ears were free like from the butcher, so the guy yes. just started selling pork ear sandwiches. I which just were not for free. watched the I just recently watched the Mississippi episode of Parts Unknown. Yes, so I know this. That's where, yeah, uh, but yeah, I could. I mean, I could talk for multiple episodes about foods in New Orleans that are, are based in that that sort of history. I mean, jambalaya was a thing. Like, who can't get a hold of rice and tomato and uh and and sausage or or maybe cheap chicken parts or or Mm -hmm. maybe shrimp um you know the po' boy sandwich is literally it's called the poor boy um Mm -hmm. and one of the most sort of common theories or or, uh thoughts about what the background of that sandwich is is that uh people would make these sandwiches like people who owned restaurants would give them give them away for free to like the workers of new orleans um so yeah i I mean i i grew up around i grew up around things that were designed you know out of a a need a need or desire for affordable affordable eating that you know that kind of used up scraps and parts and whatnot um if I can redirect back to Vegemite, though, yeah, uh, hmm. apparently there have been several variations uh, that I would I would like to ask Max if he had the chance to try. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say there were several deaths from eating. <laughs> I was expecting that too. <laughs> uh, uh, tell us about these get, variants. So you wouldn't have gotten a chance to try Vegemite singles um, because they were taken off the market. Oh, that's not a dating app. That sounds like a good dating app. Well, you know, so solid. So, like, sometime last last year, or maybe in 2016, Oscar Mayer, as like a gag, made a dating app that was all about matching people who loved bacon. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a thing that actually happened. So, who knows? Maybe Vegemite singles could come back. Uh, It was a combination of uh, Vegemite and Kraft singles into one product. Oh, what color was it? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I can't see I a mean, picture I, of them. I have to imagine it was Vegemite colored. No, yeah. they're... Mm, well, they look I, exactly like the, what color you'd think they would if you combine those two things. It's like a it's like a horrid tan brown. <laughs> well, I, oh, that's, that's really unappealing. The, the, that's not the, like The theme that I'm seeing, you know, Sean, you mentioned, and, and you do see this as, as an owner of a Paul Prudhomme cookbook, um, you see this with the po'boy sandwiches and a lot of other things. You mentioned the cheap chicken parts. We're talking about cheap pork products, things like <laughs> things like that. Uh, and I think that the one theme that is with that is is you get these 
you know, these leftover parts, how do you maximize flavor without a lot of money? You use the leftover things more frequently, like the dark meat and and whatever else, and then you put them together in this other thing, and you're like, oh, it's not that anymore. No, no, this is Vegemite, not not very gross motor oil (laughs) stuff. So I I take it, Max, I'm guessing that perhaps you're laughing was because you also, as you were trying to look at Vegemite singles, discovered the existence of Vegemite Cheesy Bite? I was laughing at the Vegemite Toast Crunch. Oh, wow. I didn't Real even see that. Real yeast extract in every bite. I, I can't confirm if it's, it looks... That I, I don't feels, think it's fake. That feels like a, a Reddit Photoshop joke or something. <clears throat> I think so. But on, on June 13th, 2009, uh, Kraft released a virgin, uh, version of Vegemite that combined it with Kraft like cream cheese spread. Uh, and it's called Vegemite Cheesy Bite. And, I, you know, we're a family podcast. We're definitely not a family podcast. But it looks like shit. It actually, like, it looks like unhealthy shit. Yes. Yeah, um, I mean, we're picking this example this of, of Vegemite. They made Vegemite for children! Yeah, well, the the thing about picking this example of Vegemite is that this is one that clearly, Max, you, you've given a, a first-hand review, and you said it's really gross. But a lot of these things are really gross. I mean, on a different note, Spam is uh, celebrated in, in Hawaii, and as someone who's had Spam before— This is true. Spam's, spam's pretty good, and it's mostly yes, like it ham is. and some other stuff. It's, it's better than, I don't know, probably some steaks that I've had. All things considered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you've had a bad steak, then Spam is probably better. It's it's kind of like the McDonald's thing. It's like, oh, McDonald's is gross. Yeah, but it's really consistent. And it's packaged and, and you watch over it. And uh, in the case of Spam, it, com- it comes in a can. Now, canned meat, you might feel weird about that delivery system. But, you know, and same could be said for Vegemite. It's always in the container. It always looks the same. If you don't yeah. like what's inside, you know maybe maybe you're tasting it wrong. You don't you don't have the fine uh, understanding that our our Australian brothers and sisters do. Well, you know where spam is really popular, right? Hawaii, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's it's like a huge deal there. Yeah, there's a there's actually a restaurant in, well, I guess it's in Arlington, um, but it. I walked past it the other day, and it's Hawaiian-inspired, and they have spam cans all over the place. So I assume <laughs> if I want a nice spam, capital B brunch, I can go there for that. Ooh-hoo. Apparently well, they and call it the Hawaiian an- Another very similar product that got some publicity this week is uh, the Yankees farm team in Trenton. Is uh, are they, Well, Sean, you're the expert on this because you shared the article. Are they calling it the Taylor... Uh, Taylor ham or uh, no no they're roll. calling it the Trenton pork roll I, I guess for for trademark purposes they're going, yeah they're going with the that. generic uh, but the same so like a, a spam type product I mean, it, it seems like a lot of regions of the US have sort of spam spam variants um, Pennsylvania has scrapple which I think has more it's sort of more partsy it yeah. has, I guess, maybe has like bread involved, mm-hmm. uh, uh, trimming cornmeal and wheat flour, um, and, but New Jersey has this product called 
generically pork roll. It, the original version that that's become kind of the generic trademark is Taylor ham. Um, and like you said, one of the Yankees minor league teams decided that I, as a publicity stunt for, I, I, I don't remember whether it was for a whole season or just for uh, some temporary period of time, uh, is changing their name to the Trenton pork roll. It's kind of wild. I believe they said they were doing it every Friday. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's like a once-a-week thing. And then the, the stadium will have pork roll products. Yeah, I actually saw Presumably some... more than normal. I assume if it's I... that big a deal, they'd normally have them, but maybe not. I don't, I, I don't think it's something that, that you would... You wouldn't necessarily be like, I want to have this at a ball game. You'd have a, you'd have a hot dog instead, or you know, maybe a, a, a super overpriced half-smoke. From Ben's, if you're at Nat's part, yeah, and want to drop approximately twenty five dollars on a small, uh, you know, half smoke in in a bun. That's forty two if you want to get a beer with it. Um. Well, yeah, and I think that the regional regionalism of that is is again really important. But one thing, speaking of New Orleans again, Sean, that that we definitely see is we we can rag on these and being like they're oh you know they are created cheaply and with cheapness in mind but uh as evidenced in bon appetit's best new restaurant of the year these things sometimes become in vogue and (laughs) demand top dollar yeah maybe like a lobster like a lobster that's a good example that is true yeah lobsters Uh, were they were served to the servants and prisons and such yeah and they were in their contracts they were like you won't have to eat lobster more than two times a week <laughs> those poor devils <laughs> yeah uh but to to go off of that point pierce the uh what bon appetit named as the best new restaurant in america last year is a place called turkey and the wolf in new orleans and uh, it's a sandwich shop uh that does kind of bougie sandwiches and sells booze um, so not only is there a, a demand for taking, you know, sort of low class or, or food of the people and quote unquote elevating it, but uh, the the sea villains who are, are listening will will recognize the name Mason Hereford. Uh, the guy who opened the shop is a Charlottesville native descended from the former president of UVA who got his inspiration from Bel Air Market, which is a gas station. It's like a kind of bougie gas station deli. Yeah. Um, a little west of town uh, near um, near where, I guess, where 250 crosses 29. Uh, and even that, I mean, that already was kind of like the first degree up of like, you know, ha- you know, having a, a an affordable sandwich that you could get while you were filling up your your car on the road. Um, so now, like it's it's proceeded up to a second degree where we're like bougieifying the bougieified food, and it's kind of, like it's kind of amazing to see that happen and to then see it get recognized as one of the best new restaurants in the country. Well, and and that's in tandem with you mentioned the the liquor in there too. Uh... 
you know, something like like moonshine, which is very much like we just need alcohol. We will make it out of anything. And to right. an extent, even even something like bourbon, which now is so celebrated and everything, it's made with corn. This is the thing <laughs> yeah. that like it's left over. You don't want to make alcohol out of corn, but lo and behold, people are doing it, and now it's you know very celebrated. I think I think moonshine is more on the point of what we've been talking about, which is things that are you know these these weird uh, amalgams of various other things you're like yeah yeah you're you're gonna have this and we're gonna give it a name that doesn't indicate what it actually is and you're gonna really enjoy it that's sort of the true for gin as well i believe vodka with juniper in it um and just a whole bunch of other stuff sometimes too yeah uh, i i mean i think it's it's you know wait what were you looking up with gin max I was just looking up the history of it because I know there's some interesting histories there. Yeah, I don't think it was made. To, I believe it was made. I'm not sure. Some but, kind of medicine I, for very poor people or something. And with the with the with this practice though of veg. Okay, I don't think Vegemite is necessarily being served in like Michelin starred restaurants or or anything. And a restaurant that specializes in Vegemite is not getting. Um, necessarily all these awards but something that serves spam might or something that you know a, a sandwich shop that serves po boys may have tourists around the corner and uh, i guess for me is that a is is that a is that a good thing or maybe is it a bad thing because then a thing that could have been gotten cheaply pork belly is another example we haven't mentioned bacon as well is is that a good thing or are we gentrifying food in such a way that now, okay, what, what do I have left to eat if I am, you know, a, a common person? Hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs. You think <laughs> hot dogs will always be cheap? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Well, and then there's the whole thing too of, of like getting organic hot dogs. There's, there are a few things that make less sense to me, but you know, you're taking <laughs> this thing that is inherently like, whatever is left over and you're saying okay we're going to take better leftovers and put it together differently but it still reminds you of that that other thing almost like the you know the 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 rosebud of 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 tubed meat products i guess um <laughs> you know i just you're you're you orson wells on on your deathbed and you're like oh I, I've had all these these organic hot dogs for all these years, but I remember that first hot dog and and how happy it made me and everything. It's, um, I I think that you mentioned parts unknown earlier, Sean, and and I think that this is something that, uh, unconsciously, uh, Anthony Bourdain deals with all the time. He talks about his love for tubed meat products, and he makes a point of going everywhere and and trying the the, the poor people's food, mm-hmm. and that in a lot of ways is i think is a great way to experience places to experience them as the people who have built it has um but at the the same time when he does that or when any tourist does that um a lot of times i think it it hurts those those cities um there's a shop around the street from my apartment that sells 15 dollar bowls of ramen yeah and it's <laughs> and it sucks it's not good but you're also really close to you know, like a place that a lot of cab drivers go, like uh, a a kebab place, and it's really, really good. Oh, that place is really good. But 
the fact that we go means that cab drivers can't go there for the um, certainly the speed. I don't know if prices have changed, but there's a certain in going and you know going to the game and getting a pork roll or or going and lining up for a po' boy sandwich. I think that there's a level of of guilt maybe in that because you know you're going into communities and waiting in line it's like no that there there are probably real people here that need to get to work and just like the gas station thing they like the speed and convenience and and uh you know inexpensiveness and here we are once again stealing something ruining it yeah i mean that's the thing i mean we experienced it last year when when we all went down to new orleans and and went to uh, Parkway Bakery for Po' Boys. It's right in the middle of, you know, uh, well, I mean, really, it's right in the middle of what has been, you know, a, a gentrifying neighborhood in in New Orleans. And, um, you know, it's just sort of this tourist. It's it really it's a place that's become a tourist trap that's kind of nestled into this neighborhood where there's not really a lot else right around it. Um and just you know, the place opens at eleven, and there's a line outside at ten forty-five. Um, I, I mean, I think Anthony Bourdain. There are a couple places that he's he's gone for his shows, and I've seen this happen where he he makes a point of really like not not actually airing out where he is mm-hmm. um, because he wants to preserve. You know, he's he's trying. At the same time that he like he he's conscious that he's fucking it up and he's trying his hardest to like to do it less, and that's a thing that I, I think I appreciate every now and then. I'm like, man, I I guess I'm not gonna be able to find that place if I yeah. ever go to Koreatown in Los Angeles, but it's cool that it's there, you know. Well, it and, d- and it, that it does it remain. does kind of come back to your your point at the beginning, which is you have a thing like Lifehacker, uh, you know, an online community of people that are familiar with a place and you can kind of learn through them and you might have to do a little more work on your own to figure out what those places are, to figure out where they sell the tubed meat or where they have the the pig ear sandwiches. Um, but, you know, it's, it's probably better that those things aren't shared so widely because, you know, there, there are people who it does matter that you don't make it a tourist trap. Or, or at least, it, and, and this is, I think this is why it's different, like when Lifehacker says, hey, people who live in Philly, tell us what's good in Philly, why that's different from Anthony Bourdain, is because at least you're then giving those people the ability to decide what they want to share. Yeah. Uh, rather than... Hello, I'm a man with a TV camera, and I'm going to air your business out. And, you know, you're going to be overrun because I'm a person of influence. And if I say this restaurant is really good, people will flock here tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, even that, it's not, you know, if you got a bunch of people that live in a certain part of Philadelphia that are, are recommending, a, like, a, a cheesesteak spot that's in, you know, uh, a, a not yet, like a not yet gentrified neighborhood, and the like the kind of people that read Life Hackers start flocking there. Like it's still, it's still not perfect. Yeah, there's there's still there's still a balance, and you know, you could you could just it could 
it becomes, I think, really unfair if you then ruin it for people that it matters most to. Um, fortunately, you know, it sounds like Max that they're probably Americans aren't going to ruin Vegemite for anyone, and if they really do like it, at least they sell it here. But they don't. They don't have Taylor ham in or they don't have pork rolls in every market. You can't buy a po'boy here. And, uh, you know, so don't maybe consider before you, you line up for three hours to get a sandwich. Yeah. All right. Are we, uh, are we good on, on regional food and food gentrification? Yeah. Food, food gentrification. Um, Max, do you, you wanted to give a shout out to, uh, marshmallow fluff, right? Oh, I'll shout out! I'll shout out Fluff. I I Love really Fluff. just want to go over the fact that you said that you you folk in the north took uh you took what to school every day? I don't. Every day might have been an exaggeration, but a, a Fluff or Nutters, a peanut butter and Fluff sandwich. Yeah, if there are any people with um, social services in Massachusetts listening to that, like. Just know that when when you hear of kids whose teeth are falling out of their heads at school, that's why. Is fluff really that much worse for your teeth than jelly or jam? It's all just sugar. Um, I mean, I, I think, think the percentage. Well, the, I, sometimes there's other stuff. Well, we talked about the the organic different kinds of sugars hot dogs too. and stuff. I think people are buying fancy jams now, but maybe sure. not. Yeah, you put some bananas on there, you get some healthy potassium and some more sugar, and it's just great. Wait, so you're what you're saying is you're going to take a perfectly good peanut butter and banana sandwich and put melted-ass marshmallows on it? It's not melted. It, it started that way. Yeah. Wait, okay. That's You do you. I wouldn't knock it till you try it. I have. I, unless you have tried it, in I've, which case, I've feel tried. free. Knock, knock away. It's, it's I've fun. tried Vegemite, and I'm knocking that shit. <laughs> there it is. So tell wow, us what else have, you knock. We really have shit on Australia a lot. Oh my god, no, I had kangaroo. It was okay. I had crocodile. <laughs> it was delicious. Oh, we should have eaten alligator when you guys had a lot were of, in New Orleans with me. Yeah, I've, I had I've a lot had of lamb in New Next Zealand. Time. Shout out to them. Cool. It was good. Yeah, well, so so as Pierce said, if you uh, if you have specific things that you want to knock or that you want to celebrate, uh, come check us out on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod and let us know what you think. Until then, it is time once again for an apology because it's Pierce's sorry. What's up this week? Um, so I was reading an article earlier this week about songs or albums that inspired other songs. And I happened upon something that that I didn't realize existed, which is, uh, well, first of all, um, Iggy Iggy Pop's song, Lust for Life, is one that I think has been, you know, taken and and run with a a bunch of times. And in the article, it mentioned how how that ended up giving us one of the worst iPod rock songs of all time. Now, I didn't realize iPod rock was, was a thing. Until I clicked the link because it highlighted iPod Rock, so that of course took me down a, a kind of a dark hole, and I'm I'm apologizing this week for being duped, um, which I think is a thing that happened. And as I'll explain with with iPod Rock, um, it took me to the purchase of my first um, song from iTunes, which I think was the first song that I downloaded on my first iPod, iPod, which was the Jet song. What what's it, what was the song called? Song is called "Are You Gonna Be My Girl?" Yes, and 
I like I haven't listened to the song in, in a long time. I, I can think of, you know, what it sounds like and everything and I could pick it out. But like lyrically, it really is a not good song and it is just a complete ripoff. But I was duped by Apple and here I am, I don't know what, fifteen years later? And I'm still getting duped by Apple all the time. We're doing this podcast in front of a, a MacBook Air, which they're apparently going to do away with. Max and I both have iPod 6S's, which we have various complaints about because the the battery thing, which is the whole mess. I won't download iOS 11 because I can't use it in my car. Here I am, you know, again, 15 years later, and I keep getting duped by Apple. And I'm really happy about it. I keep eating the crap sandwiches. You know, we're talking about pork products. I still eat it because they tell me it's something different. Um, And it all started with getting duped by a Jet song. So I am just sorry that I have not had the willpower to to overcome, you know, iPod rock. That's okay. Um, One day, we're all sort of struggling a little bit with the the phenomenon of spotify core which is sort of the same thing it but a little different because it's like i'm trying to remember what the description was i heard i heard about this recently it's like vaguely electronic um like female vocals for the chorus um i, I don't know it's like i think whatever sort of the dominant uh the dominant method of getting and listening to music it it sort of spawns like a a quote-unquote genre that goes with it yeah we all need to just go back to being really straight edge but punk listeners and just go to garages and and jam out i think that's the solution very grassroots don't but don't get too into that because that's how you wind up with the movie green room uh (laughs) which i saw a couple weeks ago and it was amazing um but it made me vaguely uh vaguely uneasy about uh going to concerts in new places because you never know when that new place is going to be a neo-nazi club in the woods near portland um i do a little research beforehand but you know that's (laughs) as good a warning as any yeah um all right so uh i guess it is time for the big idea from pop culture and um Besides being still deliriously excited about the uh, the UVA men's basketball team uh, hanging on to beat Duke in Who? Durham, yeah, I know. Right? Who was that? Um, the the Duke. artist, the artist formerly known as Duke University. Is that is that that tobacco school where they just roll cigarettes all day? Sure, let's call it that. Um, I, I wanted to share. I wanted to share something that I I heard on a podcast, and I, I it struck me as profound enough that I wanted to like take a note of it on my phone, but I didn't think to note what I was listening to or who said it. Um, but someone said we don't appreciate just how drunk everyone in the past was, <laughs> and. Uh, I think this is a good I think this is a good point. We 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 really don't give enough thought to how like how much everyone who lived in say like eighteen twenty drank. The Wright brothers were probably wasted all the time. It's kinda cool. 
I yeah, I mean, as 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 we've discussed, I'm reading a book about the Civil War, and I think that there's a misrepresentation of how drunk Ulysses S. Grant was. But I cannot, I can't say that everyone else wasn't all, also as drunk, and then they just used that way to scapegoat him for certain things. I think mm-hmm. I do think that my my favorite. Uh, General McClellan could have been more drunk and maybe he would have had some some false confidence but no no I mean you couldn't uh, there's you couldn't drink the water yep. you couldn't drink the water what else were you going to drink you know we, we've question. talked before about the terrible term but it's rooted in history sessionable beer like a session oh, yeah. IPA was so you could drink it at work right that's yeah that's true that is true uh, all right but but Actually, for, for something from pop culture with a little more substance, um, shout out uh, the music of, of Virginia. Uh, Lucy Dacus is a musician from Richmond uh, who, who just got shouted out by the New York Times uh, as an artist to watch for 2018. Um, she's got a new album coming out, I think, within the next couple months that I'm pretty excited about. She's a... Uh, She's good, and uh, we're we're actually gonna ride in and out on her uh, one of her songs today. So uh, check out Lucy Dacus and, and be on the lookout for her new album. Yeah. Woo. Uh, all right, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty OK Pod, or drop us a line at It's Pretty OK at Gmail dot com. You can get this and every episode of the It's Pretty OK podcast at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, or subscribe to the feed on iTunes or most other places that you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode because they come straight to your phone every week. If you do that, wherever you listen, please, please, please leave us a rating, leave us a review, a comment, something like that, or just tell a friend. Um, help other people find the show uh, we would really appreciate that we will be back again next week uh, to talk about something else until then i'm sean i'm pierce i'm max thanks for listening Bye.